Don't you just love when you send an email to someone with an urgent and simple request only to receive an automated out-of-office reply? Well, guess what? Your clients don't like it either, but you all seem to keep sending tons of them, and that's something we're going to address in today's episode. So let's get started. Welcome to the Ultimate Insurance Agency Podcast, Planet of the Agents, Planet of the Agents, where we give you the real scoop on being an insurance agent and running an agency. This show is all about helping you focus on earning more money as an agent and building your own insurance empire. Empire. Here's your industry-leading host who has generated tens of thousands of insurance leads. This is Dave Baker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Planet of the Agents the ultimate insurance agency podcast built by someone who actually has worked in the industry for 16, or dare I say, even more years. I try really hard in each episode to bring my own experiences to the show. And why do I do that? It's because I would rather that somebody else learn from my experiences rather than duplicate any of the time-wasting things that I've done over my career. And just to be able to take some information from what I've learned and apply that to your business so that you can skip the, uh, the tough parts, if you will, or skip over some of the things that I can already tell you haven't worked, or even better yet, piggyback off some of my ideas and hopefully make yourself more money, make yourself happier, make yourself a bigger and better agency, or maybe make yourself a smaller agency. Maybe that's what you're looking to do. And that's something that makes sense as well for a lot of people. Now today, I want to talk about something that is plaguing my inbox. And I cannot believe how many of these messages I have received. So as you can imagine, uh, one thing that I do, which I've discussed before, is that I send out emails for marketing. Some are newsletters, or you could call them drip marketing campaigns. But... The target audience that I'm sending my emails to is insurance agents and brokers, for those of you out there who like that title. So what do you think happens when... Now, pause for a second. Let's use a a round number here. It's not an exact number. But what do you think happens when I send out, for example, say 10,000 emails? Do you think that I get maybe one or two bounced email addresses from someone who's no longer working somewhere, and that maybe I receive a handful of -of out-of-office replies indicating that the person is not there and not going to be checking their email and that they won't be able to read this till later. Is that what you're imagining? Well, that's what I expected to get when I first started sending emails some time ago in my career. But what blows my mind is how many out-of-office replies I get from insurance agents. I'm not talking about 100 out of 10,000. I'm not talking about 150. In some cases, I could be talking about thousands of out-of-office emails. In fact, I kind of start laughing when the email first goes out because I know that I'm going to receive a few instant out-of-office replies. Now, if you're familiar with email software, some of, some of it uh, doesn't send 
you know, all 10,000 emails in one second, right? So it might drip them out over an hour or two or three, just depending on your setup. There are probably some systems out there that take all day to send out the emails. So by the time my email campaign is done, now in our example here, we're going to say around the 10,000, because that's probably around a number I have sent. I may have received, I, I can't even believe I'm going to say this. I've probably received 1,500 out-of-office replies. This is a round number, once again, I'm, I'm rounding, but it's unbelievable. I can scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll through my email software just to see so many out-of-office replies. And while I understand that there are a few people out there who actually need to be out of the office, look, I'm a human being. We all have lives here. Of course, there are going to be times when you need to be out of the office or when you just can't respond to your email for some reason. And I would say most people are going to understand that from time to time. But you can't tell me that such a large percentage of people in the insurance industry are out of the office. And I'm not talking about underwriters or carrier reps. I'm talking about agents, you know, the people on the front lines who make their money from commission. So... After seeing all those, I have to ask everyone an important question who's sending all these out-of-office replies and not checking their email. Are you trying to make yourself irrelevant? So are you telling the customer that you want them to go online and get a quote from somebody else or just leave you or just keep shopping until they can find what they want? Do you think that a majority of people in the modern world are sitting around waiting to see when you get back, if you're going to respond. Now, sometimes I see out-of-office replies that say, I'll be back in two or three weeks. They don't even give a date. It's just vague. It's ridiculous, okay? That is ridiculous. We live in a world today, and particularly in personal lines, where it's becoming an I-want-it-yesterday situation. So for today's episode, I really want to stress that I think, in my humble opinion, that this affects personal lines the most, because personal lines is becoming a highly commoditized, price-driven product that is very much changing the channel of distribution. Now, I know that there are some of you out there that probably have $50 million worth of personal lines business or more. And really, I'm not so worried about you. I know there are some of you out there who have a localized personalized agency. And I understand. If you work in a certain small town with a population of, let's say, 5,000 people, and you're the go-to agent and everyone in town goes to you, I get it. You might actually be in a unique situation as well. But I don't find that's the majority of people that I speak with. What I usually find is that people with a lot of personal lines are trying to hang on to who they have, and what's more painful is if they tell me they constantly have to reshop their customers because price is such an issue. Now, look, sometimes there are major price shifts, so that's understandable. But when I hear it over and over from different independent agencies that are representing so many customers, it's, it's painful. It hurts me. And actually, just so you know, we're going to be focusing on that in one of the next uh, two or three episodes. 
But let's get back to this email situation. You cannot be out of office, so to speak, all the time. Now, does out of office mean that you're not in an office? No, because most people today seem to be either working from home or different locations. Well, one agent told me he now permanently works in a local coffee shop, which I thought that was kind of cool. Might be a little loud for taking phone calls, but I get the idea. And plus, he has beverages always available to him. But the concept of being out of office and thinking that someone is just going to wait for you is quite passe, if you will. I I can't imagine, particularly, again, a personal lines customer who's looking for a home quote or an auto quote is going to be waiting for you. Some of the autoresponders or out-of-office messages that I got were a little better than the others. Let me give you some examples of really bad ones. So it's late 2020, right? It's, it's late September. I see out-of-office replies that say things like, our office is currently closed and I'll be back April 20th or April 24th. Um, it's September So have you considered updating your autoresponder? Again, that looks incredibly unprofessional, and I think that some people might think you don't even work there anymore. Who knows what they're thinking when they see that? I constantly see out-of-office autoresponders on emails that will be so out of date, it's almost like you never check it. In fact, one referenced Christmas, and I believe they meant Christmas of 2019. It's 2020 it's time to pay a little attention to that stuff. Sometimes I just see a very simplistic single sentence that says, I'm out of the office. I'll get back to you when I have time. Really? When you have time. How do you think that makes a customer feel when they see something like that? Oh, he'll get back to me when he has time, or I guess she'll call me whenever she has time, whenever I'm important to her. I mean, again, I can't imagine receiving that as a client. You know what I'd think? Oh, I should go online and just go find another quote. Don't think I'll be going back to that agent anymore because, you know, he or she is not around. But thank gosh, the internet is there for me 24 hours a day to serve all my personal lines needs. (sighs) It's just incredible discussing this. Some other examples of things I saw said something like, I'll pass on your information to somebody else who will try to get back to you. Okay, again, is someone just going to try to get back to the client and help them? Is someone actually going to get back to them? Who knows, you might pass on the information. We don't know where it's going, but sure. I'll just keep holding my breath until you respond as a client. Now, I will give credit to some people who had emails and responders that contained a little more information. For example, some would provide a list of service center phone numbers. Now, this I can understand because, for example, I know that there are agencies that do as little service as humanly possible and direct everyone to a service center, and that's a business model. And it actually can make sense with personal lines in the modern world. I understand why people do that. So I would get autoresponders that would say something like, here are the phone numbers based on the type of policy that you have. Please call the appropriate phone number. I thought that was a nice touch. At a minimum, that indicated to me that they probably primarily use the service centers, and it makes sense. So at least as a client, if I was to email them and then get a phone number that says to call this number, I would probably call the number. So it seems reasonable. 
One problem I have noticed in personal lines is that clients might not know what carrier they're with, so that can be a problem. It's something to consider. Let me tell you why this is so important, this issue of not being available or not being there for your clients in a way that makes them feel like you're there for them. Do I mean that you need to be available 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Not with most people. There are people out there who feel that way, and that's not going to be easy. But I would say a majority of people are somewhat reasonable, and they understand if they email you at 2 in the morning, they don't expect you to necessarily respond. But let me tell you one story that someone told me, which I may have recounted to you before. But I want to share it again because it reminds me just how the world is changing. An agent who's probably been in the industry for at least 25 years, who has worked at a captive company and now works at an independent agency, told me a story about a customer that sent her an email on Sunday night, and I believe it was after 8 p.m. It might have actually been 9 p.m. The client sent her an email asking some questions that were very simple, which were something like, can I get a copy of my bill? Or can you tell me the premium that I paid? Who knows why they were asking, but they needed to see it for some reason, or maybe they wanted to get a deck page. And it was Sunday night. By Monday morning, that client canceled on her. That's right. By the time she woke up, maybe brushed her teeth, who knows, had a cup of coffee and got over to her computer, that person already said they were canceling and they had gone somewhere else. (sighs) Is it reasonable to expect a reply at 8 or 9 p.m. on a Sunday night about a non-urgent matter? Uh, Again, it wasn't a claim question. It was a billing or paperwork type of question. To me, I am reasonable and I feel that I don't expect someone to respond. Every once in a while, I'll actually email someone saying, I don't expect you to respond tonight, so don't worry, because I don't want to ruin their dinner or ruin their evening on a Sunday. I just want them to get back to me the next day or the next business day even. But there are more and more situations that I hear about like this because people have a new level of expectation. A lot of smaller especially independent agencies don't have the software or technology to provide online access and online portals to their customer. Although some software does exist, the reality is it's not always feasible or affordable for everybody, especially if you're doing commercial, but in this case, it was a personal lines issue she had told me about. Another problem that I hear about is that a client is waiting for a quote or they're waiting for something from a carrier that, let's just say, sells through agents and perhaps on the internet as well. So what happens is an agent might give a quote to a client, let's say for car insurance, and they see the name of the company, and then they say, I want to buy it. And now it's 7.30 p.m. on Tuesday. Heck, it might be 4.30 p.m., and you might not be checking your email anymore for some reason. So what do they do? Do you think that that person will always wait for you? I don't think so. They often seem to now, they'll look up the carrier online. They already know what carrier to go to. They'll go there and they might just buy a policy online. In fact, they might even get a better quote. See, the difference between us, meaning human being agents, and the internet is that the internet is always open for people. 
Isn't it funny, actually, on a side note here, that some carriers turn off their quoting for agents after a certain time in the evening? I wonder if they're open on their public websites. Now, not all carriers are selling direct, but it's something I do see. Uh, there are some carriers that turn off their websites. Uh, I see this mostly for commercial, but it's just something interesting I was thinking about right there. On top of the fact that the internet, so to speak, is always open, a lot of carriers are going to have direct sales call centers. And with that in mind, there'll be someone there to take the phone call. And while you might be thinking that people love using an agent and that the American consumer is trained and has a long history of using an agent, I was recently reading a report that said that there has been a pickup in acceptance of a call center as your agent. Personally, I feel having an agent is very valuable. Like I always say, I could probably fill my own cavity. I mean, I own a drill, right? And I could get some kind of putty or some kind of tooth product online. But you know what? I feel better going to the dentist. Just like I do if I'm shopping for insurance. I would feel better going to an agent. I would think the agent would you know, have my best interests at heart, have vast knowledge of the product because they're a licensed professional and they've studied their product. And that's something that I believe in. And I think a lot of you believe in that too. But why don't you ask someone who's younger and buying their first home? Let's say it's someone who's perhaps 27 years old and they're buying their first home. Where would they go to get a quote? Would it be to you or would it be online? And then hopefully they would find you, which is quite difficult for most small agencies. So these are all things to think about. And this is why you need to be available and to stop having these autoresponders that just say you're out of the office and I'll get back to you at some point in the future. Hey, cross your fingers. Maybe I'll email you. Maybe I could call you someday. Who knows? That's how I feel when I see those messages. You need a plan and you need more forms of communication that are available to your customers. So let's talk about a few different things that might help. Number one, texting. If you still don't think texting is relevant in 2020, then we might need to have a whole other conversation one day because texting is incredibly popular and I can't believe people don't have it at their agencies, especially those dealing with uh, personal lines customers. I mean, it, it's such a big deal. People love text messaging for some reason. It's fun, I guess. And you see young people constantly typing on their phone. Now, some of them are probably using online chat programs, which is a whole other uh, service that you might need to integrate one day with things like WhatsApp or Telegram or Facebook Messenger. But I think texting is a minimum you've got to incorporate. What's great about texting, actually, is that you can even build some templates which makes it easier to respond to people. Now, don't just arbitrarily text from your cell phone. Have a plan in place. Have software with a business phone number that can record, or rather, shall I say, store the messages in your agency management system or your CRM system. If you want to see a few texting options, you can go to the agency resources section of planetoftheagents.com, of course. You know, the hottest site on the web, planetoftheagents.com. Don't forget to click over there and sign up for the mailing list, of course. But 
it's just so important today to have texting available. And if you have multiple staff members or multiple people working, uh, having a system where you can text from the computer is just great. A next form of communication to mention is having an online chat on your website. Now, I'm not talking about the chat programs that I mentioned earlier, but I'm talking about having a button on your website where you can have someone click to initiate a chat. It doesn't have to be available 24 hours a day, right? But you could have it at least from, say, you know, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. So you have extended hours or you have something, you know, with a little more extension so people can reach you. I think a lot of people like to chat online as well. Uh, some people prefer chatting because they're not necessarily comfortable making a phone call. That makes sense. That's an issue for some people. Or perhaps they just find it easier to explain themselves with bullet points or with another way of uh, typing to you. And texting might not be their thing for business. Number three is an alternative contact. While this is not my favorite item to put in your email or in your forms of communication, if you're out of the office, at the least you can have your messages sent to an alternative contact or what we'll call a backup person who could help you. And you could have something in your autoresponder indicating who to email or call so that they can get the service they need right away. I think that it's better to have somebody for them to reach out to rather than nobody, especially if you're going to be gone for an extended period of time. Lastly, the thing I really want to say is a single sentence that just says you're out of office is not cutting it. I can't believe how many one-sentence emails I received that said, I'm out of office. The next thing I was noticing was that a lot of people said that they have different hours or they're just closed due to the ongoing you know, coronavirus pandemic. Okay, look, it's been months, all right? At this point, you've got to run your business. And to say that that's still hindering you is shocking. If you haven't implemented some of the basic things you need to do to run your business during the ongoing situation, then go back a few of my episodes and you'll see uh, that there was an episode where I specifically addressed this issue. Uh, some of the minimum things that you can do to get yourself uh, ready for a new way of working, so to speak. None of us are enjoying this. I can't imagine anyone's enjoying being trapped at home or not being able to work in the way that we're accustomed to. But it's what's going on, and it could be here for a very long time. We, we don't know. So modernize and be ready. So once again, my two top things that I think are important are having uh, other forms of communication other than just email. Number one is texting. I think it's really crucial to have that available. And number two is online chat through your website at a minimum. I think it also makes people feel like you're a company that's more available to them. And to me, when I see online chat, it kind of makes me think a company's more legit or legitimate or whatever you want to call it. It just makes me feel like there's somebody there. And Something I've been saying for a long time and I'm just seeing more and more of is the demise of personal lines in the insurance world. Now, that breaks my heart because that's the first thing that I sold and I see a lot of agencies are built on these books of renewals. Now, if you've got, you know, two years left in the business or three years left, sure, your renewals will probably be fine. You know, you'll lose some, but 
You probably hold on to a lot, especially if you have a few thousand clients. You losing a few here and there won't hurt you. But if you're, say, in your 40s and you plan on working 20 more years, depending on a personal lines book of renewals, unless you're some sort of niche marketer or you have a niche product, then it's hard for me to imagine that that is a viable way to plan for your future. There are so many changes in how personal lines are being distributed that the agent is not so relevant anymore. You know, it's not that long ago that there were carriers that only used agents and didn't go direct. But when they started going direct, what happened? I think that their business probably grew because they were just selling their own product. Recently, I had an agent tell me that a direct writer is now planning on opening a lot of local agencies. And I think that's just to compete on another avenue. You know, there are many channels of distribution, like we always talk about. You have the direct channel, the independent, excuse me, the independent agent channel, uh, the captive channel. So that's omni-channel distribution, right? It's where you have three different ways of distributing the insurance product. Imagine now when they throw a bunch of agents up on the corners, when a client or potential client of yours, he's a huge recognizable name on a beautiful sign with a very nice office, you know, designed in a modern, efficient way to make them feel good. Who are they going to go visit if people are still visiting offices? I would think that they might want to go to, you know, the name they recognize first and then actually use you as a fallback. Me, I think an agent's great because not only can they shop around for the price, but they can tell me the value of the different coverages that are offered by different carriers. But not everyone realizes that, and you have to remember that. The one thing I can say that people do want is availability. They want you to be available. Unfortunately, you know, online quotes are not just available for agents to distribute efficiently, but you do have to provide at least some online service. And by online service, I don't mean that you have to literally let someone change their policy online, but you have to have online forms of communication. So every time I got one of those emails that said, I'm out of the office, all I could think was that if I was a client, say, under the age of, you know, 60, then I might have thought to myself, oh, so you're not available, then I'll just go on the internet. Because I expect a response now. Everybody respect, expects a response immediately. I went to order a product online, and I thought I would have to wait two days, you know, because of two-day shipping. And it literally said if I ordered it in the next 10 minutes, I could have it by the next day. It was almost 11 o'clock p.m., and they said I could have the product on the next day. That was astounding. So with a digital or intangible product, such as insurance, I'm sure people expect things to be immediate. So just remember that. The next time you turn on your autoresponder to your email that says you're out of the office and you're not providing alternative forms of communications, like where you could say you could chat with our team online or you can text us, then people might be saying to themselves, oh, so this agent's saying he wants me to go on the internet and go get my own quote. Okay, talk to you later. And they delete your email. And what's worse, by the way, is that your automatic out-of-office response might go to their junk mail. That's even worse. Think about it. They email you, you don't respond, and then what happens? They don't even know that you responded. Let me rephrase that. You did respond automatically, and it went in their junk email. So now they really think you don't care about them.
This is all something to think about as you're setting up your kind of plans for the coming year and how you're going to run your business. Just keep all these things in mind with the overriding concept that people expect things now. And if you're going to stay in the personal lines game, you're probably going to have to deliver a new level of service that you might not be prepared to do. And maybe that's not right for everybody anymore. Maybe personal lines aren't going to be the uh, backbone of the agency network. I actually think that commercial lines are the future for agents, especially the niches and the hard to place stuff. I really think that's where it's going because transactional business like personal lines, unfortunately, it's changed a lot. And I don't get a vibe that people are super interested in coverage unless they've been burned by something that they purchased for themselves. Don't worry. We're going to talk about this all really soon. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me again on the show. Don't forget to send me an email at dave at planetoftheagents.com. That's dave at planetoftheagents.com. You can join my newsletter and you can even join our club online at www.planetoftheagents.com. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. I want to take a moment to talk to you about one of the most common questions that I hear. It's how can I offer my clients more products and increase my monthly revenue? Well, one of my favorite ideas is creating a membership club for your agency. The team at startamembershipclub.com can help you with a turnkey system that will create a club for your clients, which will not only help you generate more revenue, but that will also create brand recognition for your agency. Your clients will frequently be reminded of your agency's name and to contact you for their insurance needs each time that they log in. Check out startamembershipclub.com today and use discount code PLANET for 10% off. Thanks for listening to Planet of the Agents. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And head over to our website at planetoftheagents.com to sign up for our newsletter and get even more information on how to grow your insurance agency.